All right. Good morning and welcome to Overeaters Anonymous, a vision for you, big book study. My name is Craig F. and I'm a recovered compulsive overeater. Today is um, June the uh, 5th, 2020. Uh, And today we're reading from the big book and we're going to be on page 160, the second paragraph that begins, Many a Man. Um, today's readers are Pins and P for the Steps, Susan H. for the Traditions, uh, Darlene uh, for the, is the first reader, Katie G., and uh, the second reader, newcomer readers, Mary Beth S., and uh, the second hour host is going to be Nancy P. Um, the reference number for yesterday uh, is uh, the share ID for the, the, seven, the six, six, 7 o'clock Eastern meeting is 14748, and for the 10 a.m. meeting is 14750. Um, Overeaters Anonymous is a fellowship of individuals who through shared experience, strength, and hope are recovering from compulsive eating, overeating. We welcome everyone who wants to stop eating compulsively. There are no dues or fees for members. We're self-supporting through our own contributions, neither soliciting nor accepting outside donations. OA is not affiliated with any public or private organization, political movement, ideology, or religious doctrine. We take no position on outside issues. Our primary purpose is to abstain from compulsive eating and compulsive food behaviors, and to carry the message of recovery through the 12 steps of OA to those who still suffer. Our sole purpose, OA's fifth tradition states, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. At A Vision for You Big Book Study, our message is that people who suffer from compulsive overeating can recover through abstinence in the practice of the 12 steps and 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. I'm now going to ask Tenzin P. to read the 12 steps. Uh, thank you, and good morning, everyone. Tenzin P., checking in from New York City. Here are the steps we took, which are suggested as a program of recovery. Number one, we admitted we were powerless over food, that our lives had become unmanageable. Two, came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. Three, made a decision to turn our will and our lives over to the care of God as we understood him. Four, made a searching and fearless moral inventory of ourselves. Five, admitted to God, to ourselves, and to another human being the exact nature of our wrongs. Six, we're entirely ready to have God remove all these defects of character. Seven, humbly asked him to remove our shortcomings. Eight, made a list of all persons we had harmed and became willing to make amends to them all. 
Nine, made direct amends to such people wherever possible, except when to do so would injure them or others. Ten, continued to take personal inventory, and when we were wrong, promptly admitted it. Eleven, sought through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God as we understood him, praying only for knowledge of his will for us and the power to carry that out. And 12, having had a spiritual awakening as the result of these steps, we tried to carry this message to compulsive overeaters and to practice these principles in all our affairs. And uh, thank you very much and wishing everyone a blessed day. Thank you, Tenzin. Okay, next we'll have Susan H. uh, do the 12 traditions. Susan? Good morning, Craig. This is Susan H. in Ohio. Um, One, our common welfare should come first. Personal recovery depends on OA unity. Two, for our group purpose, there is the one ultimate authority, a loving God as he may express himself in our group conscience. Our leaders are but trusted servants. They do not govern. Three, The only requirement for OA membership is a desire to stop eating compulsively. Four, each group should be autonomous except in matters affecting other groups or OA as a whole. Five, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. Six, an OA group ought never endorse, finance, or lend the OA name to any related facility or outside enterprise, thus problems of money, property, and prestige divert us from our primary purpose. Seven, every OA group ought to be fully self-supporting, declining outside contributions. Eight, Overeaters Anonymous should remain forever non-professional, but our service centers may employ special workers. Nine, OA as such ought never be organized but we may create service boards or committees directly responsible to those they serve. 10, Overeaters Anonymous has no opinion on outside issues, hence the OA name ought never be drawn into public controversy. 11, our public relations policy is based on attraction rather than promotion. We need always maintain personal anonymity at the level of press, radio, films, television, and other public media of communication. Twelve, anonymity is the spiritual foundation of all these traditions, ever reminding us to place principles before personalities. And I pass. Thank you very much. Um, How our meeting works. Our meeting focuses on the directions for recovery described in the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous. We read a paragraph or two from the literature, then stop and share on what was read. Anyone can share, but we ask that you keep your sharing to the topic and literature we are discussing, and that you keep your share to approximately three minutes. Singleness of purpose reminds us to identify as compulsive overeaters only. Our abstinence requirement for moderators is one year, and for readers is six months. There is no abstinence requirement for sharing on topic. This meeting does request that your sharing be directly linked to what was read. We're sharing what the directions in the big book mean to us. To share, press star one to unmute. 
Once you are done sharing, let us know by saying pass, then press star 1 to mute your phone. In order to have a quiet meeting, everyone's phone, except the speakers, should be muted. Today we resume our study of the big book uh, on page 160 with the second paragraph that begins, Many a Man. Um, I'm now going to ask Darlene H. to begin reading. Darlene? Yes, good morning. Darlene H., recovered compulsive overeater from Columbus, Georgia. Many a man, yet days from his hospital experience, has stepped over the threshold of that home into freedom. Many an alcoholic who entered there came away with an answer. He succumbed to that gay crowd inside who laughed at their own misfortunes and understood his. Impressed by those who visited him at the hospital, he capitulated entirely when later in an upper room of this house, he heard the story of some man whose experience closely tallied with his own. The expression on the faces of the woman, the indefinable something in their eyes of the men, the stimulating and electric atmosphere of the place conspired to let him know that here was haven at last. You know, when I read this paragraph, I have uh, emotion. I have feeling, um, and and certainly my own remembrances of my experiences within the halls, rooms, and on this telephone line with Overeaters Anonymous, no matter what meeting I've ever been in. The beauty of the program of Overeaters Anonymous is I have found a home here. Sometimes that home has changed for me because I've changed. You know, there's been different things or different um, peaks and valleys of my recovery. Uh, I've, you know, spent many years recovered and many years uh, in relapse. And, uh, you know, the beauty is I've always found a home in OA. When I started to work with my most recent step guide, one of the things that she said to me was that um, that I could have freedom from the bondage of food. And that's, that really steps out to me in this paragraph when it says, has stepped over the threshold of that home into freedom. And many an alcoholic who came there came away with an answer. And I found that to be true uh, as a result of doing the steps as they're laid out in the big book. Uh, no fuss, no must. Just do the work and seek a power greater than myself. And today, I, you know, I'm not interested in the ingredients that that affect me. And that is freedom. That's such a blessing. Something I could have never imagined. But there's just so many things that have changed for me during this period of recovery that I never anticipated. And the support of the people in this program and the knowledge that I have a place that I can come to where I fit and where I belong and I have understanding. And yes, we can laugh. And I'm so incredibly grateful. Thanks for letting me share. I pass. Okay. Thank you very much. Um, all right. Who else would like to share on this paragraph? Charles H. F.W. Katie G. Do L. Wiley L. 
Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Going too fast for me. I can only write so far fast. Um, all right, I've got I've got Charles, I've got Beth, and I've got Katie, and that's all I got out of that. Kim G. Lisa G. Nancy F. Kim G. Rick J. Hold on. Here, here's what I have, and we're going to go with this group to begin with. Charles, Beth, Katie, Wiley, Do, Lisa, and Kim G. Who else? I'm um, not who else, but, but let's do that group, and then we'll come back and get some more names. Uh, Charles, go ahead. Thank you. Thank you, Craig, for your service. Charles H., I'm a recovered compulsive overeater. Um Man, it's a longest paragraph. That's why it's a traffic jam this morning. But I could surely admit this morning, I could declare that I am this, my spiritual immune system was weak. I was the racist. I was the pandemic that God saved me from. Bitch, y'all won't post, and co- post a picture of yourself and copy and paste that. I'm going to get free this morning with these three minutes. Uh, I could just identify with the electricity. Come on, 512 of us in Virginia Beach you know, years ago. It was electric, and I could, have that. I could emulate that situation right now by admitting my faults and, 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 and correcting my errors. And, and I got some brothers, y'all know who y'all are. We get together every single day, and we 10th and 11th it every day, and we pull each other up by the bootstraps. It ain't just women that do that. So I just wanted to say that, man, you know, I'm coming out a butterfly in this season, man. I was a caterpillar. I'm coming out transformed. You know, um, and I'm going to leave the rest for everybody else. Peace. Okay. Thank you, Charles. Um, next up, we have Beth W. Beth? Hi. Good morning. This is Beth W., a compulsive eater in North Dakota. Grateful um, grateful today um, to be reading this paragraph and to be with all of you. Um, I, As I was reading this paragraph earlier and kind of thinking, thinking about it, I there were words I... I thought I knew, and I, I had a pretty big vocabulary, so I was pretty sure I knew, but I thought it's time to look them up. And I looked up dazed, succumbed, capitulated, and conspired. So this, uh, this person or these people walk in dazed, you know, and it says unable to think clearly, and they're, they're still fuzzy from their hospital experience. And then they succumbed to that gray crowd inside. That means yielded to a superior force, something bigger than them. And then capitulated means surrendered and ceased resisting. And finally, the word I wanted to look up was conspired. And, you know, we often think of people who conspire as as people who are doing uh, something negative. But in this case, it can mean banded together to let him know there was a haven at last. You know, I've been thinking a lot about surrender and, and to see all those words that take you from one place to another and then those two key words in the middle succumbed and capitulated entirely. Um, surrender. I have to give up. I have to cease fighting everyone and everything. And I do that through uh, connecting with the God of my understanding. Um, and I can finally arrive in that haven um, because all of you are conspiring to help me. You're banding together. We're all banding together this morning to share this message of hope to um, to me and to others who might be new on the line or struggling in their addiction, um, when we band together in the most positive way, 
um, we can help people succumb and capitulate, to give up, to surrender. And, um, and that's what I'm thinking about this morning. And so I, uh, I hope you all have a great weekend and uh, peace. All right. Thank you very much. Um, next we have Katie. Hey, good morning, Craig. This is Katie G, Recovered Compulsive Overeater, Anorexic and Bulimic. You know, I you when I first came into the rooms, <clears throat> yeah, like I had that magic me too. People were focusing on the problem, right? They were focusing on this common issue that they that they thought was the problem. Eating, 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 eating. And I have to tell you that it wasn't until I came to a room where people were focused on a solution that I found my true haven, right? Because if I, it, anything can unify me if we share a problem and we can stay focused on the problem and we can, you know, say, oh, you know, this is all my emotions and whatever, um, that never got me anywhere, right? Like until I came into a stimulating, challenging um, environment where I did the work, right, where I wasn't afraid to say, I don't know. Um, when, I, when I stepped out of being the I know guy, the I got this guy, and I said, help me, tell me what to do, and I could join this like, amazing room where your lights, your eyes are like flashlights, you know, like, um, and not because, you know, you've gone out and found the, the wife or the husband or the job. It's because you have tapped into a power greater than you and, and you're on fire about it. And that can challenge me and help me grow. You know, and I have to honor this seat that I'm offered. It is a privilege to be given a seat in the rooms of Overeaters Anonymous. You know, yeah, I, I did a lot of work, too, to get here. But, um, you know, I can leave this room one judgment at a time, one criticism at a time. And I can't afford that luxury today. You know, I need to stay on the firing lines. I need to stay challenged. Like, what's going to keep me? Food is not my problem, right? Um, food is the solution that I always applied to my problems. And if I don't continue to, um, I mean, I think it's interesting that, um, the next paragraph talks about what is unifying this room together, that practical approach, these 12 steps, right? It's not, I mean, any of us can get together and create a haven based on a problem. But we in Overeaters Anonymous on this vision for you are based in a solution. We're based on honesty, open-minded, and willingness. And it is such a privilege. And I pray today, you know, I'm recovered today, which means that as one of our beloved friends says, I'm a compulsive overeater, the hopeless variety. Today I do not suffer from compulsive overeating. But let us all remember, me especially, it is contingent on the maintenance, the maintenance of my spiritual condition. I must continue to grow and change. And that is what um, is required for me to keep this seat in Overeaters Anonymous. So I'm so blessed to be sitting with all of you today. And I look forward to hearing what else you have to teach me. And with that, I pass. Okay, Katie, thank you. Next, I, I think I got this name right, Wiley L. Is that right? Hi, yes, this is Wiley. Can I be heard? Uh-huh, yes. Okay, thank you so much, Craig, for hearing my name. Uh, my name is Wiley L., and I'm from Vermont. This is my first time, so sorry if my voice is a little shaky. So it was seven months ago, thank you, God, when I stepped into that threshold into freedom. I was 16, and I was exhausted. And as I'm sure you all compulsive eaters know, thinking about food and exercise 24-7 is exhausting. My mind was like Grand Central Station in the city that never sleeps. 
When am I going to have next? Where can I get it? How can I get more? How can I make sure I don't lose it? My eating disorder damaged my health. It isolated me from my friends and family, and it took away any chances of playing the sport I once loved lacrosse. Surrounded by people who loved me, I was unbearably lonely. I was detached from everything, burnt out and ashamed. I felt I had no purpose, and I was hopeless. Exhausted from doing things my own way, I did the unthinkable, and I asked for help. Then I found a vision for you. I always thought that nobody felt the way I felt, but here were almost 7,000 people who were just like me. Here, some of you guys were 700 pounds, some 80 pounds, 20-year-olds, 70-year-olds from all over the world. You were laughing at your own misfortunes, and you understood mine. I was amazed. And then you guys started calling me. Seriously, I got like 15 calls on the first day. Each meeting on this line is buzzing with the same electric atmosphere that they talk about in this little book. And by the way, I just, I still think it's crazy that a little 17 year old white girl can feel just as these alcoholics from the 1930s did. And I don't know about you. Yeah, I don't know about you, but that to me is, is God. I didn't know what you all had that indefinable something, but I sure wanted it. One week ago was my six months abstinence state. And I remember desperately saying to myself in seventh grade, after eating a whole package of granola bars that I didn't care what I looked like as long as I could just get my mind off the food. And all of you showed me that this seventh grader dream is actually possible. I don't even, I don't even think I could describe how lucky I feel to be shown the solution at such a young age. Um, I came away from these meetings with an answer that through my higher power, I can recover from compulsive overeating and help others do the same. I've found my purpose, and that is to show others the same love that God has given me. And uh, I came away with an answer, but I don't think I'll be going anywhere. So thank you so much again, and I pass. Okay, Wiley. Thank you very much. Next up, we have Duell. Du? Morning, Craig. Thank you. This is Duell, Recovered Compulsible Reader from New York. Um, I love this paragraph because, one, it, it says that the alcoholic, or in our case, compulsive eater, um, comes away with an answer. And what is the answer? The answer is the great reality that we have a loving and all-powerful creator. You know, and for everybody, it's going to look different. And, and this book is designed to take us through the program of action to get us to that power greater than ourselves. Whatever that may look like for each and every one of us, we do have an answer. It is something greater than us, and it's more powerful than us. And it's either, you know, uh, you can look outside of yourself, but the reality is deep down in our hearts, right? And so that is the answer that this person got. And then how did he get it? Well, through identification, 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 right? So one of the identifications that he makes here is he says, when he came into this crowd of people that had a solution, had solved their drinking problem, he said that they laughed at their own misfortunes and understood his. That's really important, right? Because when I went to a meeting, people would be laughing and identifying with me, with my story. And I, I was so tenderhearted at that time. I remember feeling like, oh my God, why are you laughing at me? 
you know, and I used to get so bitter and angry because I thought people were laughing at me and someone had to come to me and say, no, no, we're not laughing at you. We're laughing with you because we understand. We understand what you went through. We understand what you're going through and we're going to help you to get to the other side. And this is how they did it, uh, you know, by sharing their experience, strength and hope. And he says he heard the story of a man whose experience tallied, came alongside his own, right? And, and so that's another identification. But it's not only identification, it's a strong message of recovery. It, they had recovered. They had gotten out of their problem, and now they're able to share that. And so he's able to identify with the stories because they've been through the same things that he has, has been through, like I have been through. And I found the way out, right, through these people. And so it says here that the electric and stimulating atmosphere of this conspire to let him know that he was in a safe haven. They recover, and all we have to do if we're not recover is to recover, recover, recover. That's what I was told in the beginning. Your responsibility is to recover, recover, recover. And how do I do that? I come into this program, I do the program of action, I turn into a higher power and I let things work on my behalf. And so uh, I'm grateful for this paragraph and with that I pass. Thank you, Do. Next up we have uh, Lisa B. I understand you spell that with an E. <laughs> That's right, Craig. Thank you for your service. Thank you for everyone that's there this morning. My name is Lisa B. and I'm a recovered compulsive overeater in Greenville, South Carolina, and I do spell my name L-E-S-A. This has been an amazing meeting and such messages of depth and weight that is feeding me, and I, I needed to hear all of it. Um, I wanted to share about stimulating an electric atmosphere. If the light is not turned on inside of me through the steps and through the program, I will eventually, in a very short period of time, reach out for something to give me an effect. And I can't just coast through this program. I can't do what I did last week or last month or last year. I can't live on a spiritual experience that I had, even if it was a very powerful spiritual experience that was a time ago, every day, you know, I need to recreate, put, I need to place myself in position to be ignited by this, this electric atmosphere that comes to this work. And what I'm hearing in the shares is what I needed to hear all along, is that the answer is inside of me. My problem is I never felt comfortable in my own skin. And I took myself, I can still take myself so seriously. It's that bondage of self. Laughter is such an elixir, such a freedom. And when I came into my first meeting, the laughter is what drew me in. And the light, the light in the eyes. I happened to go to an AA meeting as my first meeting. Well, I went to an OA meeting. I didn't hear a message Maybe it was there. I didn't hear it. So I went to an AA meeting with my brother, and the light in the eyes of my, my brother's sponsor, it was amazing. And the laughter in the room, I knew I wanted what this program offered. And that's what I hear on this line. That's what drew me in. I needed to hear that this works because abstinence is my problem. I can't stay abstinent. I can get abstinent, but I could never stay abstinent. I need something to turn the light on inside of me. And that's what this relationship with my higher power 
the fellowship with you guys, learning to be useful and to have a happy life through these steps and through these action action steps, these spiritual principles. And I love that I have a place today inside of me that I'm comfortable, that I can be there and be okay with it and not keep seeking outside of me. But I can also go out into the world and thrive and be happy and bring, bring that message just in living life. And that's what this program is about, living life, not about not drinking, not about not eating compulsively. It's about living life. With that, I pass. Okay, Lisa, thank you very much. Um, next, we have Kim G. Kim, good morning. Good morning, Craig. Good morning, everyone. My name is Kim G., and I've recovered since January 2011, and such beautiful shares, you know, came away with an answer. I think it was a good time for us to reflect. Is, is that what I am offering as an individual? Is that what my home group is offering as, offering as a meeting? Is that what my inner group is offering to the our inner group? Is that what my OA as a whole is offering to our fellowship? You know, I have to say for many years, you know, individually, I was offering a diet buddy and life coach. Um, often my meetings were offering a place to complain and dump, dump your troubles. Um, often my inner group was offering fundraisings, clothing exchanges, and body image workshops. You know, I think of it this way. If you go to a parenting meeting and all you hear about is people complaining about their marriages and what's going on at work and their mother-in-law, you'd be wondering why they're doing that. And people might say, well, that affects my parenting. But that's not an effective parenting meeting because you're not talking about parenting. It's the same exact thing. You know, I run a, a weekly big book study, and we start out with the 10-step promises because that's our goal individually. And we have been ending with this paragraph because that's the goal of the meeting is to create this atmosphere of a solution. You know, it's saying electric atmosphere, freedom, answer, something undefinable in their eyes, haven at last. That sounds like a healthy meeting. You know, I love the saying, you know, if you don't know where you're going, any road will get you there. You know, and that's, that to me is the beauty of a vision for you, this healthy Overeaters Anonymous meeting. The, the beauty of a vision for you is not the format. It's not your favorite personality that you hear share. It's the recovery in the room. This paragraph manifested. So I just want to say, you know, please, I just beg of you, don't settle for one day at a time white knuckling your food. Don't settle for a diet program with group support. Don't settle for relapse over relapse over relapse while enjoying the fellowship. And I'm going to end with this. I, I, I personally, I cringe when I hear people describe this meeting, a vision for you as the renaissance of OA, because that separates us. You know, the renaissance of OA is returning to this text. It's returning to the 12 steps. We are a 12-step meeting. And Vision for You is just one beautiful example of it. So I implore everyone here, don't settle for anything less. A meeting that has, is based on recovery, that gives a real answer, and individuals that are seeking that answer with the desperation of a drowning man or woman. And with that, I pass. Thank you very much. Kim. Okay, I'm ready to take a new group of names. Be easy on me here. I, I'm I'm getting old and slow. So Nancy uh, who would F. like to use? Nancy who? F. Nancy. Karen K. Phil M. Karen K. Okay, Sue M. All right. So far, I have Nancy, Carrie, Karen, and Sue. Clay. Uh, who was that at? Karen Kay. 
Marie okay. S. Karen K. All right. Karen, I've got you. Susan H. All right. <laughs> I, I want that name. That's, I think it was Drew. No, Marie. 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 All right. Was there a Drew? Marie. All right. I got you, Marie. All right. And I got a Mary. I got a Nancy, a Karen, a Sue, a Marie, and a Mary. Anybody else? Claire E from the UK. Susan H. All right. Uh, Who was that before, Susan? From UK, I think. I'm going to speak for the UK person who's been on since the very beginning. It is a somebody from the UK who's been trying since the first time you opened up there. It's yes, Claire? I'd like her name. Claire E. Are you from the UK? I certainly am. All right. Her name is Claire. Claire, thank you very much. All right, well, let's, let's go with this list. Uh, Nancy, Karen, Sue, Marie, Mary, Claire, and Susan. Nancy, go ahead. Nancy? All right. We're going to skip Nancy then and go to Karen Kay. Karen? Good morning, and thank you for your service today. Um, go back to Nancy. It's, I I can wait. Right. I just heard okay, her. Thank Nancy. you. Go okay, ahead, Nancy. I'm sorry. Um, um, yeah, I'm Nancy from Memphis, uh, bulimic. And what hit me the most was the freedom. I have that highlighted several times. I'm still struggling um, with my eating disorder. But uh, I started the 90 and 90, and I recommend that to everybody. But I usually don't say anything because I'm still ashamed and the dishonest, what the lady was talking about early, the, how much work it is to put in with your eating disorder. And I want that freedom that everybody in the rooms have. Um, they just have that sparkle in their eye and that's what I want and that's what I'm striving for and the only way I can do that is with my higher power and the people in the groups so I appreciate everybody and um, that's it thank you okay Uh, thank you Nancy all right Karen you're up your turn Good morning, and thank you for your service. This is Karen Kay from upstate New York, and um, I'm a compulsive eater, and my name is Karen, and that's what they say in the very beginning of the big book is they say, I'm an alcoholic and blah, 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 my name is what? So I'm learning a new way to define myself, and um, this reading here talks about um, um, I, for me, I had my spiritual experience um, probably at my second meeting. Um, I was 
pretty much off the food when I came into OA. And I'm so grateful for this vision for you. Um, been off it this week um, because of treatment and whatnot. But I'm so grateful for the, the honesty and the hope and the sponsor that I found. And we're, we're working through it. I think May 10th was my first time. And now I'm, I'm on uh, step five. And we'll be doing, um, I'll be doing step five next, next week to get down where they say the rubber hits the road. And, and I, I, I have had that feeling when I've gotten off the phone with her or after one of these meetings, a sense of elation and freedom. But it's not like it's a pink cloud. It's nothing like that. And I'm just so grateful for Overeaters Anonymous and the vision for you. And I remember last um, uh, fall, I was trying to find a local sponsor and could not find one because I knew I needed to do the steps quickly and help someone else. Trust God, clean house, help others. And then someone mentioned about a vision for you, and I go, you want me to do my fifth step with some stranger like in Alaska? No, I don't think so. So today I'm willing to do the work, and God is helping me, and I cannot do this alone, and I need your help. Thank you. Okay, thank you. Um, that was Karen, I think, and next we need Susan M. Sue? Or is it Sue M.? <laughs> Yeah, it's the way I talk, uh, uh, Craig, that's the problem. I'm Phil, Philomena, um, from Northern Ireland, and a recovering compulsive overeater. Thank you for your service. Um, yeah, it's very special to be here. That's a wonderful uh, paragraph. I read it for the first time today, and it is a beautiful vision um, for, for meetings. I didn't always get the identification um, or the, the hope uh, from the early meetings I went to, but I did get it. I did get it eventually. Uh, I used to have to. I used to stay up late eating and watching TV and stuffing food down, and then I would go to bed very late, and I don't. I didn't sleep well because I had to sit up because I had reflux, and sometimes I'd eaten so much it would make me sick. Then when my son, who was young, he was 12, 13, wanted me to make him something to eat. I felt put upon. Um, I, I thought to myself, and I can remember this, I, I, I can fill myself up with junk, why can't you? Um, it, couldn't you see that I was in a, a post-binge lethargy, do you know, just zoned out? And I'm still embarrassed by that and ashamed. I do want to close the door on it, but that memory is maybe helpful to a newcomer who's still suffering. And it reminds me uh, why I need to keep working these steps and connecting. Uh, with my loving higher power, um, who loves me massively despite my past and my shame. And I'm, I'm grateful for the identification I do get in OA meetings. And I love that I've come across a vision for you since last September. Um, it's a wonderful way of doing our OA 12 steps. Uh, absolutely brilliant. I got such a laugh uh, from my... Uh, Step 10 partner, she said that she had a resentment against her dog. The reason? Because it insists on acting like a dog. And that made me realize that that's precisely what I'm doing with my resentment. Okay, so say I resent Mary. Why? Because she's insisting on acting like Mary. <laughs> um, so there is humor with this. And, and I, love, I love the program. And lots of love to you all. Wonderful to hear you. With that, I pass. Okay, thank you very much.
Next up, we have uh, Marie. Marie, we didn't get a last one. Hi. Hi, this is Marie S. from Ireland. Hi, Phil. Um, I'm just uh, very happy to be here and very grateful for this room. And just as we were reading and I'm listening to other people, I kind of wrote down what I found when I came into the rooms. And I was thinking of the identification. And I think what I found is a place that I could belong. I found others who understood my insanity. I found acceptance. I found helping hands. Found a path to follow. Found how to take each step forward. Found a challenge to an understanding of my character defects. Found a way to stop being so selfish and so self-focused. Found my path did not have to define me or keep me in prison or of torture. I found a foundation I could firmly stand on. Found that I couldn't and God could. I found God and I'm still finding my authentic self. And now I hope to become one of the welcomers to others who in fear and trembling and tears as I did come in the door. I've just finished my step seven. I cannot believe the change it's made in my life already. And I'm just very grateful for you all, the meetings, the big book and the whole program. And I'm just so grateful to now have a good relationship with God. Thank you. I'll leave it at that. All right. Thank you. Uh, next, we should have Mary S. Mary? Sorry, I same person. I just tried to say my name different so you could hear me. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right. So then that leads us to Claire, I think. Claire? Hi there. My name is Claire E from the UK. Uh, thank you very much for hearing me. I'm sorry I've said too many times my name. Um, I just love this paragraph. And... Um, I'm going to pick up on uh, my experience, which is that I am a person who is a someone who's been around OA a long time with experience of white knuckling and relapse and uh, discontented abstinence, um, one where I was very much still in those developments it talks about. And um, I did have recurrent relapses, and my last relapse ended nearly three years ago now when I was telephoned by a lady who, um, who absolutely caught me at the right time because I'd just been binging at that point. And I heard, I heard her story and um, the, most, the, the power of hearing the story of somebody who I identified, my, my experience closely tallied with hers. And hearing, I didn't even see the expression on this woman's face, but I could hear in her voice that she had the indefinable something. She had what I wanted. Um, and and I capitulated. I absolutely capitulated, and it's been my experience that that is what that's the message of depth and weight. Someone who I absolutely know has been where I've been, and has got a solution to my problems. And um, and I just decided at that point, you know, that capitulation. I just decided I would do as I was told. I surrendered. I wouldn't have cared if she told me to stand on my head. I just decided that that was that was it. I was going to give it another go. And um, and you know, like like it's been shared, I've been around OA. I've been around OA a lot, and I'd have I had heard some people with some wellness, but I'd never really heard what I wanted. And um, and you know, I took the twelve steps I've outlined in the big book, and um, been part of this group for a large part of this recovery. 
Um, and, and I just love it. It's stimulating and it's electric. Every time I listen to a meeting, I go away and I up my game. And, um, and you know, I have the privilege now of being able to transmit that to someone. It's a message of depth and weight. It's exciting. It's really cool. I love being in recovery now. I have a meeting. I now do a Zoom meeting that we set up over here. And, and it's really exciting. It's growing. And I know lots of newcomers and people want to get well and they're ringing. And it's just wonderful to be a part of that. It is my haven, and, and it absolutely supplies my life with a whole new dimension that I never thought was possible. But, you know, I need to keep working in order to be able to transmit it. I cannot transmit what I haven't got, and that involves doing the work of the steps and carrying this message to as many people as I possibly can. Brilliant to be on the line. Thank you so much for hearing me, and I'll listen to the rest. Okay, thank you. Um, next up, we have uh, Susan H. Susan? Good morning, this is Susan. I am a recovered compulsive overeater in Ohio and very grateful to be here and get a place to, to share. Um, yeah, I, I looked also at the words succumb and capitulate. Surrender, cease resisting. And it comes up again and again in my experience that I start struggling. I'll, I will struggle just a little with, no, no, that's not a disturbance. I, I don't want that kind of a disturbance, and I definitely don't want to talk to someone about this kind of a disturbance. And uh, only way to work the program is to surrender, to cease resisting, cease resisting my humanness, and I surrender my humanness to the loving guidance of my higher power first, and then to the haven that is the fellowship I crave. I talk to God about my disturbance, and I talk to fellows in pro or fellow in program about my disturbance, and uh, I'm able to just let it go, let it go, and let God handle it. And uh, I am so grateful to have found the fellowship I crave right here. Um, here was Haven at last. I guess I've kind of rambled long enough and I will pass. Okay. Thank you very much. All right. We've got about 10 minutes or a little less. So we've got room for two, three, maybe four, depends on how pithy people are this morning. So who would like to share? Rick J. All right. I've got Rick. And there was a Monica, is that right? Hello? Who else would like to share? Michelle N. Michelle N. All right, I've got Rick and Michelle. Yes. Yeah. Who else? Leia. What was that? Leia what Blanca. What was that B? A Blanca. Was that? Blanca? Uh-huh. Blanca B. Blanca B. All right. Craig, All right, I well, let's get going. With a recording in the background. What? I hear a recording in the background like someone's unmuted. Okay. Check your phone. Make sure you're muted if you're not speaking. Okay. Um, Rick, let's go ahead and get going. All right. 
go ahead. Oh, hi, Craig. Good to hear you this morning. Uh, thank you for your service. This is Rick J. I'm a compulsive overeater from Cary, North Carolina. I'm recovered but not cured. And I first heard that from a very dear friend of mine at a meeting that uh, was uh, just like the uh, you know that electric atmosphere that uh, that I imagine you know in this paragraph. That's that's my reference point to the group of people who all of a sudden I I felt like I was home, and um, I was just you know struck by um, sort of the juxtaposition of he succumbed to that gay crowd inside who laughed at their own misfortunes and understood his and you know as looking you know back on page 154 um you know it was uh you know down the lobby a door opened into an attractive bar he could see the gay crowd inside in there he would find companionship and release uh, you know and and that's what he was wanting that's what i have wanted too and and that was not where you know, it was to be found, you know, and, you know, music and gay chatter still floated to him from the bar, you know, as he, you know, as he uh, <laughs> turned away from it and, and went on to, um, to a church directory. And, and then now because of that, you know, that true fellowship, the, the thing that I was looking for all along uh, is, is right in those rooms and I can have that, you know, the crowd inside who, you know, that love and that laughter, you know, who, who truly understand me and love me. It's, it's not what I thought I wanted. It's, it's what I truly needed and was looking for all along, you know, and, um, and here I am, I'm, I'm in that room now. I'm not just on the outside kind of looking in wanting what these people have. I'm on the inside and I'm, I am in that electric atmosphere and I can see the people that are out there wanting to come in, you know, and, and can be there welcoming, welcoming me. Um, but uh, anyway, that was what I had this morning, and uh, I pass. Okay, Rick, thank you. Um, next we have Michelle M. Michelle? Good morning. My name is Michelle N., like Nancy, and I'm from Illinois, recovered. The first statement uh, that we read in this paragraph, many a man yet dazed from his hospital experience has stepped over the threshold of that home into freedom. I can so relate to that statement this morning. I have been in OA for years, but yet I was still dazed because I had only gone as far as being abstinent and I got stalled doing the steps. And I thought I was okay. I thought being abstinent was enough, but as I came to hear recovered people speaking and as I came to start to delve deeper into the study of the big book, I realized that I was stalled and that if I didn't move forward or start afresh, that I was going to slip backward. There was no standing still. So I got a new sponsor. I started over with somebody that was knowledgeable and recovered and helped me to understand the big book. She pushed me to make phone calls to people who also were recovered and to stretch my hand out to those that were struggling like me. And I did find, I did find that I came into freedom as I quickly worked the 
12 steps this time. It was like the way I can compare it is like giving a blueprint of building a house or building something. I can't build a house, but something small maybe and uh, sheltering me. And that's the big book, the blueprint. And then the materials are the 12 steps. And I was given that, but yet I didn't know how to work it. And I needed a guide to take me through. And now that I'm through, I have found that freedom. And it's maintained daily through working, continuing to work step 10 through 12. I'm really grateful for the recovery that I hear through the big book. And I hope to continue this way for a lifetime. Thank you very much. I pass. Okay. Thank you, Michelle. And next we have Blanca B. Blanca. Good morning. Um, my name is uh, Blanca B. And I am a recovering food addict. And I um, someone I heard somewhere before say the word manage and Something that's always been very comforting to me, a phrase that I learned early on, is that this disease is managed, never cured. And I like that. I like looking at it that way because it, for some reason it gives me so much hope that I, I, my, uh, what I strive is to manage my food addiction and realize that it is uh, never cured because it keeps me it keeps me on my toes. And uh, I also would like to say I'm very grateful to be able to these crazy times since the beginning of all this, this crisis that happened and now we find ourselves in another one, to be able to um, experience this electric atmosphere and be able to hear all of the people that share that are there day after day, it's a tremendous lifeline for me. Uh, that is the con- a constant in my life. That is what this program is. And the, the security I feel that no matter the insanity around me, that I can, I have a vision for you. And I get to hear all of you. Thank you very much uh, for that. And I pass. Well, thank you, Blanca. Okay. Uh, that's going to bring us to the end of our time today. Um, Thanks to everybody who shared and uh, participated this morning. Uh, Please join us for a second unrecorded hour of study immediately following closing. The share ID for today for the meeting that's just concluding is 14,754-14754. That's for today's date, which is Friday, June 5th, 2020. We're now going to close with a reading from the big book on page 164, followed by the serenity prayer. Will Katie G. please read A Vision for You? Our book is meant to be suggestive only through Keep You Until Then. Katie? Hello, Craig. A Vision for You. Our book is meant to be suggestive only. We realize we know only a little. God will constantly disclose more to you and to us. Ask him in your morning meditation what you can do each day for the man who is still sick. The answers will come if your own house is in order. 
But obviously you cannot transmit something you haven't got. See to it that your relationship with him is right and great events will come to pass for you and countless others. This is a great fact for us. Abandon yourself to God as you understand God. Admit your faults to him and to your fellows. Clear away the wreckage of your past. Give freely of what you find and join us. We shall be with you in the fellowship of the Spirit, and you will surely meet some of us as you trudge the road of happy destiny. May God bless you and keep you until then.